Hi, I'm Tiz, and this is the Tiz Talks Podcast. It's all about real life stuff and all the million lessons we learn in leading ourselves because leadership isn't about leading others. Well, it can be, but before you do any of that, we kind of need to be good at leading ourselves first because wherever you go, there you are. Anyway, this is Tiz Talks and it's starting right now. Welcome everyone to Tiz Talks. This is Tiz and I'm just happy to have you all back with me chatting. Before I get started on today's talk about mind, body, and spirit, I want to share just a little experience that I've had. Actually, what led me to talk about this particular topic today. A while back, I was approached by a lady named Anna, who was part of this startup called Wisdom. And it is an app where top mentors or mentors Uh, provide their insights, share their experiences, help others. And what they, their tagline is conversations that matter. I was very intrigued and I became part of their sort of test flight. And I'm just so thrilled that I got in on the ground level with these folks. And they found me through my podcast. And they fell in love with my podcast. And that to me was just, oh, you know, it it just makes you feel good because sometimes you're wondering, you know, why am I doing this? And then something like this happens and it makes you realize that you are indeed on the right path. So it launched in, it's in beta form, but it launched a few weeks ago. And so there's a few of us on there and the conversations that we're having right now are amazing and intense and so honest and raw. I'm absolutely loving this app. I think in a time where the world is so disconnected, where there is so much misinformation, where there is so much angst and hatred, this certainly is something that helps to build bridges because the aim is to understand one another better and to understand ourselves better in order to live our best lives. So I'm so thrilled to be part of this. And so I gave a a, a talk and the talk was, you know, fill in the blanks. I am better when. And it was such a great conversation. People joined in to share, you know, what it is about their lives. What is it that they do that they know they are better when they do. I'm better when I look after myself. I'm better when I move. I'm better when I eat healthy, whatever it might be. Truthfully, the the whole message of that entire talk was that we are better when we take care of our holistic selves, our whole selves, our mind, our body, and our spirit. And that's what I want to talk about to you today and embracing all of ourselves in our quest to have a really good life. 
And what I know to be true is that we are a combination of our physical selves, our emotional selves, mental, spiritual, and it all impacts us in our ability to live joyfully or living our best life. And it only takes one thing of that to be out of whack that tends to affect the rest of us. I have to look at the whole picture and not just a part of me. And it's not until that one thing happens to one part of us that we start to realize just how much it can negatively impact the rest of us. I don't know if you remember Tony Little. He had all the infomercials and he had this glider exerciser called the gazelle. I actually had one. It's a zero impact full body workout and he was a competitive bodybuilder. He was Mr. Florida, totally at the top of his game and he was literally hit by a bus and he suffered two herniated discs, cracked vertebrae, knee dislocation, everything. And of course, he no longer could work out or compete And he felt destroyed because it was such a long road of recovery. And he became emotionally crushed. And over time, he fell into a very deep depression that if you read his bio, he says in quotation, it was a slow death of goals. And he was now addicted to painkillers and he'd completely lost his image of his former self. You know, it's something like an accident that can now, now affect all of you, your, your spirit, your mind, your emotions. It's not just a physical journey back. It, it plays its toll in all facets, but it was his idea of developing something that would allow him to work out and, you know, and, and not cause further damage ended up being sort of his road to recovery, his salvation, if you will. And of course, the solution to a very healthy, happier life. And so he developed the gazelle. It became wildly successful. And uh, the rest is history. And studies have proven that people that suffer from depression and anxiety or any other mental health issues, and that includes stress. The stress is a big mental health issue that we're far more likely to have all kinds of physical problems, including weight gain, obesity, all kinds of digestive issues. And it can become a vicious cycle because when you're depressed, trust me, you have zero energy to go out and work out and now take care of the rest of you and now go out and lift weights. And the tougher it gets, the harder the climb, and then the lower the self-confidence and the lower the self-esteem. And we end up having this sort of hatred for ourselves. It's funny because I can also look back on times of my life and look at pictures of myself. And I can tell you exactly what was going on in my life just by looking at my body. I mean, when I started carrying around weight physically were the times that I was also carrying around the weight of the world. And I was a bit of an emotional eater. I I would eat my emotions. Those unmet emotional needs was something that I really had to take a hard look at. Food was used to soothe me. 
So for all of us, mind, body, and spirit, we need to take a look at all of it because there's all those connecting dots. Because sometimes too, you know, you just need one of those things to be out of order and that tips over the whole apple cart. And our goal is to try to make sure that we're looking after all aspects of ourselves. You know, back in 2019, I, my retina started detaching and that didn't happen just once or twice, but it actually was, it happened to me three times over the course of the first six months of the year. And the thing was that even after the very first surgery, I knew something was terribly wrong. And it's very difficult to describe, but it wasn't anything painful, but it was what I could see because let's face it, it's your eyeball. And so I could see things inside my eye that to me was extremely alarming And I thought, this can't be good. This is not an eyeball that feels like it's healing. So I went through this terrible year of retinal detachment surgeries, which is is not pleasant. But it wasn't until I was able to sort of go back and look at it because I my mental health played a serious toll throughout all of that. And I could feel myself falling. I knew I was falling. I wasn't able to fully look after myself. I wasn't able to be fully independent. I had to rely on so many people to help me. I felt ashamed. There was so many things going on inside of me. Meanwhile, I had to deal with this thing called retina detachment, which for the most part can be reasonably common. But this was not a common situation. After three surgeries, I was really fighting to save my eyesight. And it wasn't until after that I started, I ran into a lady who was going through a very similar thing. After two surgeries, she said to me, are you depressed? Because I am horribly depressed. And I found that to be really interesting. And I remember talking to one of the surgeons about this and he said, yes, anxiety and depression can play a real toll on people going through this kind of surgery. And I, I had no idea. And, and the National Center for Biotechnology, their research shows that patients who have all these ocular surgeries uh, are psychologically affected and can develop uh, disorders of anxiety, depression, what have you. And I don't know if it's sort of the trauma, I don't, I'm not sure, but certainly um, I experienced all of that. And if there's any other influences going on in your life at the same time, job loss, changes in home, anything else, which was the case for me at the time, it only compounded things worse. I felt like life was out of control and my mind, my body, my spirit was all out of whack. And I was fighting to desperately trying to get it back on track. It just goes to show when one part of us is wounded, the rest of us is affected. And the connection of mind, body and spirit is a really powerful one. But there is sort of a bright side to this. The great poet Rumi says, the wound is the place where light enters you. And for me, what started as a rather typical 
eye surgery was in fact the catalyst where I knew deep inside of me something was changing. I had been on the wrong path and I was being redirected. And I had to take that time to pause, meditate, reflect, journal. Boy, I tell you, during those times, you lean on your more spiritual side to get you through because physically and emotionally, you're kind of a bit of a wreck. And during those toughest times in my life, I thank God that I have that sort of spiritual side that I have developed. And I'm grateful for that. I pray and I meditate. And they say when you pray, you are speaking and asking. And when you meditate, you are listening and answering. I love that. And I've discovered the brilliance and the miracles of staying still. To be still is to just rest in the knowing that answers will come, change or solutions will come. And it reminds me not to bulldoze through your life or do anything rash or hurry up and force something to happen and hurry up and think you have to get your life back together, that do something that you'll regret later. That often you don't need to do anything at all except give something time. So I've developed little things in my daily life that remind me I'm more than my current situation. I take those little pauses throughout the day and I have things around me to remind me to make space and find my grounding. When I log into my computer, the screensaver is just a little saying that I love and you've probably heard it and I'll share it with you. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy and may I live my life with ease. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy and may you live your life with ease. You know, I think the goal here is to simply feel good and be healthy, mind, body, and spirit. And it doesn't matter how old we are. We have to give ourselves that chance to continue to live our best life and to have the future, the best life in our future, and doing the things for ourselves that help make our body and our state of being feel in harmony. I mean, to feel our best and live our best lives. I mean, I believe that means we have to embrace all of who we are, all of our imperfections, all of our quirks, our shadow sides, our dark sides, our lumps, our flabby whatevers, and to go easy on ourselves and love ourselves wholly and completely. We're imperfect. We give ourselves the pushes and the nudges that we need, but we do it with love because I think we can be really hard on ourselves and we beat ourselves up. And I know for me, the whole aspect of self-acceptance and self-love, has, well, that's been a bit of a bumpy road. And I have been that person that has been really hard on myself and It's been a long haul in truly coming to terms and accepting myself as someone who is, who is imperfect, who does make mistakes, who still has challenges, but to acknowledge and understand all of me, my feelings, my emotions, that's what matters. And I, I mean, to be completely okay with whatever discomforts, 
Because I know when I don't embrace that, when I don't move towards, especially the things that are not quite working well, or when I'm pushing something down or pushing something away, it's a red flag. And we cannot change what we don't acknowledge. So to that end, I can't have a wonderful mind, body, spirit connection if I'm doing that. So we have to leave no stone unturned. I know I can withstand the storms of the outside world way better when I take care of myself, all of me. And I'm learning that I need to take care of my brain, my wild spectrum of glorious emotions, because to feel it all is to feel alive. And too many people get really uncomfortable with certain feelings of emotions But let me remind you, these are merely feelings and it's okay to acknowledge them as uncomfortable. But when we can move beyond that and start questioning those feelings of of being uncomfortable, I think the more we shed light on it, the less it impacts us. I know I need to move my body a lot every single day. Because what I don't use, I lose. I witnessed my mom with that. And and it bothered me to to see her physically declining. She lived in a a two-story apartment building for seniors. And it was just a lovely place. And lots of women and and men that, you know, just in sort of in the same age group and uh, very social building. And she lived on the second floor, and so she had to walk the stairs. And she lived there for many, many years. I used to love the fact that she actually lived on the second floor, that she actually did have to take the stairs. But they installed an elevator. And from that day forward, my mom never took the stairs again. And it was the beginning of of a decline for my mom. So what we don't use, we lose. So, you know, park further away in the parking lot. Don't try to look for the closest spot. Just take every opportunity to move the body. And I know when I do, I just feel so much better. Because I think we're very much like the inner workings of a watch, where if you were to open up like an old watch, you would see all these wonderful little things working in tandem together you know life throws curveballs at us that that disrupt sort of that tiktok of our lives because when one part of that watch doesn't work anymore well the rest of it kind of stops and time stops if you will Sometimes it's a physical thing like a broken leg, something that is obvious that takes us out of the running, but that when during those times of rehabilitation, we absolutely need to take care of not just the broken leg, looking to raise the leg and doing everything that we can, you know, providing crutches or whatever, but we also need to take care of that mind and spirit. And on the flip side, if it is maybe something we've been carrying around from the past, maybe you know, some trauma or pain from the past that remains unhealed and tends to reappear in your life. It's affecting your life today of something that happened a long time ago. 
And that can make you feel like you're constantly swimming upstream. I always say that our higher power, that, that wisdom deep within us is constantly knocking at the door for us to be brave enough to face whatever it is, those painful emotions, whatever it is within us. I think the most important work I have ever done is in facing and learning to understand all that I've been feeling head on. Because only then can I truly be accepting and kind to myself. All aspects of us in all of our lives, experiences, good, bad, otherwise, are huge lessons, big signposts, and precursors to help prepare us for our future. If we don't acknowledge it, it's like a part of a watch that gets stuck and now it can't be fixed. And now that's where you remain in life, sort of stuck. So until the lessons are acknowledged, can, you know, can the time start moving forward again? I mean, you wouldn't be walking on a broken leg, right? So we need to do that for the rest of us and provide those, those crutches for our emotions and our internal struggles and our spirit. We need to give that attention to the other sides of ourselves. In the book, The Road Less Traveled, the first sentence is life is hard. Boy, we all know that's true. But what I know to be truer is that when we put in the work to nurture all aspects of ourselves, body, mind, and spirit, well, then I think we become far stronger to deal with whatever life throws at us. The work done internally allows us to be more resilient externally. Because I think we just need to keep telling ourselves too that that we are worth the work. We are worth the time and effort. If something is out of sorts, we are worth the time to look at that, understand it. Because the only way we can understand change anything is by, by shedding light on it, acknowledging it, dealing with it. And I never quite realized just how I was working counter to myself in the past. I mean, physically, if my feet were full of blisters, man, I'd keep walking on them in sheer pain. I mean, if I was put down by someone, I would fall into this pool of shame and feeling unworthy because someone said so. How I ignored that voice inside of me that wanted me to be healthier and move my body more. Chalking it all up to, oh, I'm just too busy. Life is too busy. And then that just becomes sort of a spiral of more self-hatred. We have to be kind to ourselves, but we have to also realize we are worth the work. And the people that are doing the work, the self-work, I think are the ones that just exude this wonderful energy, living authentically. The ones that are really connected to themselves, oh man, they just have this incredible energy of confidence. And that's not to be confused with any kind of like bravado or ego. They are just quietly strong in there. And you can just see that they're thriving in total harmony, body, mind, and spirit. Because it literally 
shows up. You can see it, how well they take care of themselves. And when you're around people like that, oh man, you are like a sponge. You just want to absorb all that wonderful energy. And you can't wait to be in their company because they radiate this wonderful, wonderful energy and inspiration and motivation. And I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but they're also so comfortable where they are that they don't have the need to project blame onto the others or, or to lash back at others. They're just extremely balanced. So I have some questions that I ask myself each day that help me to move and continue to move in the right direction. I ask myself, what am I grateful for? And I do that pretty much every single day because I need to be in a state of gratitude. Because when you're not grateful for anything, then we can't live freely and without stress. And so we need to count those blessings, if you will. And sometimes even in the middle of the night, if I'm having trouble sleeping, I play this little game that helps me to move my mind away from whatever might be holding me up from falling asleep, any thoughts, what have you. And I play this little game and I think of something that I am grateful for, for every letter of the alphabet. And I, I, I can never get past like, I don't know, J or K, because it really does help to calm me and soothe me. I also ask, what am I carrying around that maybe I need to release? Because I think for me, the process of letting go of stuff has uh, certainly been one of my biggest struggles. And learning to be able to be still and let go and just allow things to be is a wonderful thing when you, we can come to terms and be at peace because when we're carrying something around, that's kind of like that, you know, riding a bicycle with a broken spoke. We can't carry stuff around. It just, it just makes for a bumpy ride. And what small things can I do today to be healthier? So I think, you know, just the small little decisions, you know, I'm going to add more veggies to my salad I'm going to go an extra block around for my walk today. Just small, little achievements, those little pushes to go just a tiny bit further. Drink an extra glass of water, what have you. And what can I do today to work towards my deep desires? Because I think everyone gets really caught up into just Every single day, this is what I'm doing today. Everybody has a to-do list. They take a piece of paper. There it is. We have to do this, do that, do this, do that. And life just becomes one day after the next kind of routine. But we need to have future goals, to have that hope. We need to work towards something. It doesn't matter if you're planning a vacation or taking on a new course or working towards the launch of a new business It doesn't matter, but today we need to work on something towards a better future for ourselves. And that just needs to be part of our day. And I have learned to do that, to make that part of my daily schedule. Did I move my body today? Because for me, sitting at a desk all day long, every day is like a slow death for my mental health. It's just not 
good for me. And I've discovered that when I move my body, I'm in a much better state of mind. I did this little exercise and you might want to do it too. I don't know, but I just did it for my own, my own sort of understanding of myself. But I made a list of every single job I ever had. And I've had many throughout the course of my life. Then I rated them on the jobs that I liked the most, one to 10. And I found a common thread that really helped me to understand myself better. That all the ones that I had rated higher were the most mobile, the most jobs where I was most physical, on the move, and the ones that I had rated lower inadvertently without really realizing it were all the sedentary jobs. So I know I need to move my body in order to help my mind and my spirit. And I feel good when I move my body. And lately I've been doing even more of the, you know, the squats and all that. And I feel the the aches and uh, like, oh, I really worked those muscles today. And those, that's a good feeling. And then of course, connection. Did I connect with people you know, people that have and share similar value systems, people that are close to me, my inner circle, people who you love and that love me. And certainly I can tell you that this is a, this is, has to be a part of my day, whether I just, you know, have a small little chit chat with someone I absolutely love and connect with them to even this wisdom app where so many like-minded people are coming together and talking and sharing So we have to have human connection, I think, to feel whole. I often ponder what our purpose is here on this earth. Those deep, deep, deep philosophical sometimes thoughts that I have. And while so many people have made such significant contributions to the world, I truly believe that every human being on this earth, that their profound purpose at the core is to not conquer the world, but to conquer themselves. So today, why not pull out a piece of paper and complete the sentence, I am better when. I know when I have done this exercise numerous times, I am then able to look back on that list of I am better when to see if I'm actually doing those things that I know I operate better when I do them. Harbhajan Singh Yogi, best known for his Kundalini Yoga, says, your mind, your emotions, and your body are instruments. And the way you align and tune them determines how well you play your life. Thanks for listening. This is Tiz. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I really hope you stay tuned and join me next time. In the meantime, if you want to learn more about me, just head on over to tiztalks.ca. Have a fabulous day.